Hey guys, this is Stephanie. And this is Danny. And we're in Dublin, Ireland, listening to Sinister Sightings. We're not listening to. They're listening to. Oh, fuck it. They know what they're on. (laughs) With a paranormal chick. And I'm Carrie. And we are Paranormal Chicks. Sinister Sightings 47. And y'all, y'all just heard Stephanie and Danny. Well, first of all, love the accent. Uh, hell yeah. And I wish I was in Dublin. Yes. And second of all, funny as fuck, as Will would say. <laughs> I mean, do you have any guys that like big potatoes? Okay. I'm trying to be topical. I mean, you're not wrong. I'm a baked potato looking for a spud. You mean a stud? Uh, bad, bad joke. I mean, I'll take a spud. Y'all, Donna and I just ate dinner and neither one of us can get words out for nothing. No, we so, said, whew, long night. Yeah, so um, in advance, sorry, Will, because basic words are not coming out. Mm-mm. It seemed like Danny had our problem, too. I mean, yeah. Because we got a couple of takes, and they were all funny. I laughed at all of them. Me too. Me too. So thank y'all for sending that in. If you want to do an intro like they did, go on over to www.patreon.com forward slash the APC podcast. All right. You want to just jump right in? Oh, uh-huh. Okay, Gwen Stefani. Hello, ladies. So about the barge stories, first of all, I'm going to admit I was more scared than a long-tailed cat in a room full of rocking chairs. Never heard that before, but... What? You've never heard that? No. Really? No. Doesn't it just paint an image? Yes. I can't believe you've never heard that. No, but I'm going to use that all the fucking time now. JoJo was the PA, and I was her medic on the boat. After the first week we lived on the barge, we found out that these barges were used as Russian prison barges. The doors were big, heavy metal doors. It all made sense the way it was laid out. We were sleeping on super old hospital beds. First of all, no. Second of all, hell fucking no. Third of all, what she said. (laughs) JoJo is probably the coolest woman I have ever worked with. She has been in the Air Force forever as a medic and then became a PA. Big inspiration on why I am going to school to become a PA now. She also liked to go to bed early, and I am always up late. One night, I was laying in my bed, not expecting anything exciting, when I hear a super loud boom. I jump up, and I hear JoJo scream. Her big metal door that we pulled with a bunch of cords and hooked to keep it open was shut. The hook was undone. We expected the cords to be broken, but nope, not the case. We figured that one of the linemen wanted to scare us. So the next night, we locked the clinic doors. From that night on, we would place things at a certain spot. The next morning, things would be moved around. We would hear weird noises, but often just blame the barges for that. One night, the lights flickered in the clinic, and JoJo and I were up late charting on our patients. I kind of freaked out, and JoJo just says, super calm, Okay now, Mr. Drunk Russian Prison Guy, we ain't up for games. Booms. The lights stopped flickering. We totally stereotyped the drunk part. It kept on happening, but every time she asked it to stop, it stopped. 
I will share some stories about the ER with y'all soon. Sincerely, Valeria. Wow. What's scary about that, too, is that you're on the water. Right? Yeah, I think so. I mean, am I not right on the barge? No, I think you are. Okay. So, like, you're on the water and all this weird shit's happening. You got nowhere to go. Uh-uh. What the Queen Mary is going on here? Uh-uh. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Okay. Next one's called Tricky Mimi. Hey, lovely ladies. So I've been trying to decide if I should send this story in because I'm not very good at putting my stories into words. Anyway, here I go. My Mimi, she was my great grandma, passed away suddenly when I was seven of a heart attack. I was very close to her and it was the first person I ever knew to die, so I was heartbroken. After she passed, my granny moved in with my plain Paul, my great-grandfather. Tangent time! The reason we call him my plain Paul was because of my mom. She already had a Paul Paul, so they would tell her it's just plain Paul. Like, just to call him Paul. But plain Paul stuck, and he was called that until the day he died in 2018. Oh my god, that is the cutest. That really is. That's the best. So anyway, back to the story. After Mimi died, plain Paul's slippers went missing. We could not find them Anywhere. Granny would always have things come up missing or moved around, so finally she told Mimi that she could stay, but she needed to try not to scare her. Well, one day Granny went to church and Plain Paul went somewhere I can't remember. I was home alone and I think I was like 14 or 15 at the time. I walked from the living room down the hall to the computer room, probably to get on MySpace, and the computer room was across from Mimi and Plain Paul's room and the door was closed to their room. As I got to the computer room, all of a sudden, their door started shaking. I ran to the living room so fast, and I didn't move until Granny got back. Well, a couple of weeks later, they found Plain Paul's slippers on Mimi's side of the bed. Uh-uh. Nothing has happened since they found his slippers. I think she was playing a little game of hide-and-seek as her final goodbye. It has been 22 years, and I still miss that sweet Cajun lady. Creep it real, you beautiful ghouls. Much love, Emily. Oh, my gosh. I just picture this little old Cajun lady, like, fucking with everybody. Oh, my God, I love it. I'm glad you sent that in, Emily. That was perfect. All right. Next one. Hey, gals. So, I meant to send this, like, last year. But I'm a procrastinating doofus, and when I heard about the Halloween special thing, I decided, screw it. And here I am with a bottle of Pepsi and determination to finish this now. Two things. One, are you describing Carrie with the procrastinating doofus? Mm -hmm. And two, Pepsi? Ew. I mean, no shame. I mean, I myself am a Coke gal. Me too. But you do you, boo. What if Pepsi wanted to sponsor us? Hell no! (laughs) Be like, you a flat motherfucking Coke! (laughs) Okay, so first of all, I wanted to say how grateful I am that I found the podcast. Listening to your podcast helped me feel so not alone when I had panic attacks daily my last two years of school. Side note, I've moved to a new school now and I've gotten better, thankfully. If I ever was annoyed, upset, stressed, or just bored, I love listening to the podcast. Thank you guys for creating such an amazing show. I'll stop rambling now and get to my three scary stories. This is going to be long, so I apologize in advance. 
Well, before I forget this, then, thank you, thank you, thank you. And I'm glad that we could be there for you. And I'm glad that you changed schools and everything's on the up and up. Yes. I'll start with the time I was almost kidnapped. When I was around six or seven, we lived out of town on an acreage. It was a lovely place, and we had to get our own mail in town. So one day, my mother, brother, and I left for town in our old van. Random detail, but I just remember how bad it was with the doors always getting stuck. This is semi-important. We went to get the mail and run a few errands. My brother must have been about four or five, so he was still very little. Recently, my mother had let me grab the mail from the mailbox because I loved being able to show how grown up I was. I was like a teacher's pet. (laughs) Me too. Same. But the teacher was my mom and I was a hyperactive goblin. Well, still same for me. My mom passed me her big keychain with the car keys, house keys, and all sorts of needless jangles and let me run up the ramp to go grab the mail. I ran up, grabbed the glass door, and flung it open as I walked in. Now, the post office was dimly lit, only being lit by the outside sun, the lack of lighting being because the main office was closed. The long haul of silver mailboxes, the dirty flooring, and the people was what I was met by as always. There was a woman who had entered a few seconds before I had, a man grabbing his mail, just them, no big deal. They both looked normal, so why should I care? Then I looked to the corner by the door. There was an old man wearing a, I think a fleece coat, that was a desaturated green. He had a long, white, scruffy beard and what seemed to be a bag with a bottle of alcohol in it. I wasn't very, let's call it, perceptive when I was younger. To be fair, I'm 16 and still oblivious as hell. So I ignored the bad feeling in my stomach, gave a quick wave and a smile. Wrong move. He had this grin. I saw it very briefly at that time, but it was enough to make me kind of scared. I came up to my mailbox and fidgeting with the keys for a bit because who doesn't struggle with a clutch of keys? After a few minutes, the man and woman left as I finally got the right key. I grabbed a clutch of junk mail as usual, closed and locked it back and started walking out. As I'm typing it, I just got a massive spike of panic in my gut. And I feel freaked out, so I might forget a few details as it scares me. I reached out to grab the wooden handle that went across the door, and as I pushed on it, I was pulled back. I knocked into someone. There was a hand holding the door shut while the right hand was holding my shoulder as I felt it go across my shoulder, over my collarbone, and his coat brushed my chin, and I felt his beard against my head. I looked back slightly to see the old man. I coughed a bit as the smell of alcohol was sickening. I heard him speak up. Hey, 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 where are you going? His voice seemed slightly angry, masked with a happy tone, like he was trying to just seem inviting or something. I could feel his breath against my head as I was way shorter than him, of course. At this point, he hadn't held me hard, but I was scared to break away. I responded quickly, saying how I was trying to bring the mail to my mom, the mail that my right arm held against me, while my left was frozen against the door. While I wanted to leave, my mom told me to respect all adults around me, and I was scared of her more at this point for some reason. He gave me a sigh and let me go momentarily. As I pushed the door open, he pulled me back into him slightly harder. Wait, wait, wait. Where's your mom? 
His voice was gruff. I let him know she was outside. He nodded slightly and let me go. Just like before, he pulled me back, but harder. I looked back, and he was just grinning. Not a friendly smile, but a cold, sadistic, and spiteful smile. His teeth were yellow and generally looked rotted. His smile sends chills down my spine when I think of it all these years later. He spoke again. You should come with me. I have a daughter who you'd like to play with. She's really pretty, just like you. I knew something was wrong, and I told him no, that I have to leave. He let go again, and what a shocker, pulled me back. I guess my fear made him laugh. This time, though, when he grabbed me, he squeezed me, and I could feel his fingers dig into my shoulder. I just kept rambling. Most of it has grown distant in my mind, and I'm glad that at least. One quote I remember was, well, I also have a puppy you'd love to play with. Hearing he had a puppy, I suddenly felt curious and wanted to see it. I mean, we had a big mastiff at home that I love, so I wanted to see what his puppy looked like. I don't know why that of all things had me. I told him, maybe, but my mom needs the mail or she'll get mad at me again. If I hadn't had the mail or her keys, I would have gone. I would have gone with that fucking creep. He seemed angry now, like something in him snapped. He grabbed one of my shoulders tighter than before and said, you're coming with me now. His voice seemed angry, but at the same time, my fear seemed to be enjoyable to him. I begged him, no, wait, my mom needs her keys first. She's going to be mad. I was near tears. He made me uncomfortable, but I still didn't want to upset my mother. He opened the door and started to push me out with him when he momentarily lost his grip. Something in me told me to run, so I did. I ran so hard as tears welled up in my eyes, my vision blurred with the fury of tears and adrenaline. I looked back to see him staring at me, angry that I had gotten away. I ran to the car and violently clawed at the door, but it was stuck. So my mom reached over to the passenger side door and opened it. I threw myself in and dropped the mail in the car. I slammed the door shut, ugly crying, and picked up the mail. Before my mom could realize how scared, she said, What took you so long? And I started to reply as I shakily handed her the mail I picked up, saying how sorry I was. When she stopped me, she asked me what was wrong. I explained everything to her. It was fast, but summed up to I went to grab the mail he grabbed me and tried to take me with him she looked angry and for a moment I felt safe knowing she was there then he started to walk down the ramp that stupid shit fell as he walked down something about that fall seemed clunky and wrong mom suddenly just laughed and told me I was being ridiculous that he was drunk and won't hurt you and drove off I've told this story to lots of friends and had years to think about it One thing that never occurred to me till now was the whole he has a daughter thing. I have three thoughts. One, he doesn't have a daughter and is lying. More believable because he looked maybe 60, so I doubt he had a daughter my age. Two, he had a daughter, but I really hope not. Three, he had succeeded in kidnapping a little girl before and now called her his daughter, but that's just speculation. Someone I told this story to suggested that maybe he purposely failed so my mom or I would come help him, and that's entirely possible and terrifying. That was my first thought when you said he fell. I was like, he did it on purpose to either get y'all to come help or to make it look like he was less imposing than he actually was to your mother so she wouldn't call the police. Yeah, totally. That is so fucking scary. So scary because I... 
I would go to our post office like that too to like mail packages and stuff. And I was growing up and I got to go in and oh my gosh, just mm-hmm. thinking about that. Also, sidebar that has nothing to do with this. I really love the way post offices smell. Yeah. Now on to story two, my sister's ghost friend. So let's go back to when I was nine. Me and my dad loved watching ghost shows, even Zach Bagans, who I still watch, even though the douchiness. When I was that age, I didn't really think it was real. Sure, it could have been, but eh. So we still lived on an acreage at that time. So me and my siblings had lots of places to run and hide. So my brother, little sister, and I decided to play Slender Man because that was a huge thing at the time. Well, that sounds terrifying. It was hide and seek. But the seeker pretended to be Slenderman. Stupid kid stuff, I guess. My brother stood on top of a rock ring that protected my mother's flowers in front of the house, while I hid behind the camper that was behind the house. When I sat down, I was against the camper, facing the woods. My sister hid behind a rock by my brother, thinking she would never be found. She was two or three, maybe four, I can't remember. So my brother got done counting. I peeked out to the front lawn where they were, to watch where he went. So my back was facing the woods. My brother called out our names and I waited to hear a giggle or something. He started coming near me, so I ducked back behind the trailer when my sister answered him to get him away from me. I peeked back just as he found her. She got mad, ran around the house to our front door and slammed it so hard, I heard it slam shut. She was a terrifying kid, I swear. So now it's just me and brother. Brother kept calling out to me, and I had to stifle my laughter. I was peeking out when I saw him and ducked back to face the woods. But what I saw was the start of hell. Standing at the edge of the woods was a little girl. She had long, pitch-black hair that covered her face as she looked down. Her skin was super pale. She wore clothing that almost mimicked what a little girl who wore whatever she wanted would with a purple short skirt and a teal shirt. It sounds stupid, and I stared in shock. I noticed she looked like she was dripping wet, like she had been dunked in a pool of cold water. I started to tremble as she began to look up at me. Her hair still covered her face, but her eyes just glowed. I couldn't see them, but they were glowing red. I was terrified. Then her hair pulled away from her face, and she didn't have eyes. It was just empty, glowing pits. Yet, I felt her stare at me as she grinned. She began screaming bloody murder. I curled up into a ball and just began rocking myself in fear as I screamed. I don't even know what to do. I don't know why I screamed, but in the area around us just felt evil. My brother came up and tapped me on the shoulder. I got you, he yelled, acclaiming victory. But he quickly realized that something was wrong. I slowly let go of myself as I stared at the ground. He asked what was wrong, and I just pointed to the woods. What? I don't see anything. He was confused. I looked up, and he was right. She was gone. I began sobbing and told him what I saw. In the end, we promised not to tell my sister so we didn't scare her. Maybe a month or two later, me and my sister were out on our trampoline playing the game Dead Man. She suddenly stopped and said, My ghost friend House is joining us now. She seemed happy. I got really confused. Your ghost friend? Yeah, my ghost friend. She's dead. My sister didn't seem bothered. I laughed and told her that it wasn't real. You know what Sister Satan does? She described everything, every single detail, from the way her eyes looked 
to her skin. I never even told my brother about the girl looking soaked, and yet my sister told me how she looked soaked because she had been drowned. Satan's sister said that this demon girl, Halsey, died by drowning. Maybe that's why she was so pale. I went from confused to fear to anger. Had my brother told her? I told her to wait a second and ran inside. I shook my brother awake and yelled at him for telling my sister. He was confused and sore up and down. He never told her. That's when all of the small details hit me. And I just began to panic. I hid in my room and left my sister outside. She soon came back in and got mad at me for leaving her. I didn't want to leave her, but was absolutely terrified. Over the next few months, a bunch of paranormal stuff kept happening. I saw toys move. My sister talked to Halsey. And there was also a young boy spirit called Alex, who she said had been murdered by his dad or something. Eventually, she grew away from them and kind of forgot about it. But to this day, something follows me. For example, maybe last year, I was in my room and I felt like someone was watching me from the door. After I heard footsteps, I looked at the door, ignoring the fact it was 3 a.m. and told it to fuck off. I saw an orb suddenly zoom out of my room after I said that. Then I realized I had just told a spirit to fuck off. Well, shit. I now believe that House is a demon. I feel that her clothing was a shitty attempt to be more kid-like. I've been hit once or twice, and I don't think a kid can hit that hard. Last story. This one's lighter, I swear. So, still in the acreage house, my dad had taken my brother to go to work with him. My brother loves machinery and often helps my dad with stuff. So, it's just me and my mom at home. We had many big dogs, but one was in the house at the time. My mom and I were in the living room when we saw someone driving up to the house. We lived in the middle of nowhere, really, and our driveway was super out of place, so this was odd. My mother suddenly panics and grabbed me, her phone, and our dog that was in the house at the time. Lenny, a South African borable mastiff, she was a very good girl, and took us into the bedroom after locking the doors. She closed the blinds in her room and told me to stay quiet. I thought I was about to die. We heard a knock on the door and then just silence. Lenny just wanted to be pet and was annoyed by the fact that my mom was holding her collar. Mama kept peeking out the windows until they left. It felt like an eternity, I tell you. I kept asking my mom who it was and she just shushed me. So years later, my mom and I are at my friend's place when something my mom and friend's mom were talking about triggered this memory. So I brought it up to my mom. She's confused at first, then she suddenly lost her shit. She was laughing her ass off. Know who was at the door? Jehovah's Witness people. Oh my God. (laughs) All that worry and fear over her not wanting to deal with the Jehovah Witnesses. (laughs) Thanks, Mom. She still gives me a good laugh. Anyhow, sorry that was so long, but maybe the stories will fit with this spooky theme. If you have any questions about anything, because I know my writing is kind of messy, but I'm too lazy to go over it again. Let me know and I'll be glad to answer. So, love from Canada, guys. Creep it real. Oh, my gosh. Love those stories. So much to unpack, but I don't even know. No. I Scary as shit. All of them. All of them. Such a mob thing to do. Like, get in here now. Be quiet. Don't say a word. Yes. <laughs> and, oh, gosh. And uh, your sister saw the girl from the ring. Right. Also, that's exactly what I was picturing. Was that what you were picturing? I mean, obviously the clothes were different, but like the hair and the wet and the. Yeah. Also, my mama, she was the exact opposite. She welcomed them in and we had to sit through me, my brother and her 
sat through all of the spiels all of the time. Uh-uh. I'm like, really? Are you this lonely, Patty Joe? But you know, she scarred them a lot more. Mm-hmm. Like, they were like, please, let's not go to that lady's house again. She's really weird. I know it's 700 degrees outside, but we don't need water that bad. Just keep going. Yeah, just keep going. <laughs> just keep going. Just keep going. Oh, my gosh. That was a good one. Thank you for sharing. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, beautiful ladies. Happy Halloween. Update. I passed my nursing exams. I left my boring-ass job at the grocery store and now work at a place built on an old TB sanatorium. Stay tuned. Oh, my God. Congrats on passing boards. Holy shit. Yay. And a tuberculosis sanatorium as a workplace. So many stories are to come. I just know it. Yes. Send them all. I hope you work night shift because it'll be really creepy. (laughs) I hope you see some weird shit. I mean, you get paid more on night shift. So, I mean, it's a win-win. Oh, true. True, true. All right. Also, Bug now has pink in honor of October to support the fighters, admire the survivors, and honor the taken. His grandma, my mother-in-law, is four months remission. Aww. So many stories. I told you about my psychic child. I need to up that to children. I was helping Princess clean her room a couple of weeks ago, and she asked me about there being pennies in heaven. I told her, there might be pennies in heaven. Okay, good. That was her favorite place. JC pennies. <laughs> I thought she was talking about like one cent. Well, I did too until she said that was her favorite place. Right? Okay, so then she nonchalantly goes back to cleaning. My mother-in-law, who had passed away about two years before Princess and Buddy were born, loved shopping at JC Penney's, a.k.a. Penny's. That's totally what we called it, too. That is hilarious. You didn't call it that? No, I called it JC Penny's. Uh-uh, we called it Penny's. Imagine that. I call everything the longest fucking name. I know, Hurricane Katrina. I can't help it. So you want more stories about Bug, but can I get in on this action, please? Here's my first apartment that was haunted. Newlywed, we moved into our first apartment. It wasn't the best, but for a 19-year-old and a 21-year-old, it was ours. Two bedroom, one bath, third floor, no deadbolt. I hated that. Uh Uh-uh. First moving in, it wasn't great. You always got the feeling that you were being watched. I almost waited for something to jump out from around the corner and say, boo, but nothing. But it was ours, and we decided that we needed a baby. A fur baby. Inner Mika, a three-month-old black fuzzball of a kitten. She was the best and quickly made herself at home in our little abode. She had a habit of sleeping on the corner of our bed at night, every night. One night, my husband was at work, and I was laying in the bed watching TV. Now, the feelings of being watched never fully went away, but with Mika around, it felt better. Until that night. Mika was sleeping and I was just watching TV when all of a sudden she perked up and then puffed up. Think Halloween cat. She started hissing and spitting and getting as big as she could possibly get, posturing towards the open bedroom door. I calmly asked whatever was there to leave. They were scaring the kitten. Okay, blame it on the kitten. Blame mm-hmm. it on Mika. Look, Mika's really scared. I mean, I'm not, but she mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sounds like something I'd do. Me too. <laughs> she stopped and cuddled in close. 
I did not sleep that night. See, if you were working night shift, you wouldn't need to. (laughs) (laughs) I know there were at least two entities in my apartment. One was an older man and one was a girl. How do I know this? I'll tell you. The older man, I saw. (gasps) I came home one night from work while my husband was deployed. So just me and a cat. Picture it for me. When you walked into the apartment, there was a kitchen on your left and a hall closet on your right. A small hallway led you to the living room, bedrooms, and bathroom. If you turn left into the kitchen, you would walk through and still end up in the living room. It circled around. In the living room, there was a sliding glass door that would lead you out to the sorry excuse of a balcony. With me so far? So I walk in, take my shoes off, and head to the living room. I turn on the lights and just happen to look toward the sliding glass door. Boom! There was a person standing behind me. A full-fledged person. Older guy. Just standing there. I quickly run toward the kitchen and out the front door. Down three flights of stairs into my car. And I called the police. There is someone in my apartment. No, I'm safe. I ran outside, but there's someone up there. About five minutes later, a police officer showed up. I told him that I didn't see anyone come downstairs and I doubted that they would jump from the third floor balcony. He went upstairs and spent a good 10 minutes just looking around. He came back downstairs and said, I didn't see a guy up there. The man must have left. I nod, but we both passed a curious look. Internally, I thought, I never said it was a guy. But anyway. Whoa. Now, the girl. I didn't see her, but I think she was our trickster. So we had two bedrooms. We made one into our room. The second we turned into a computer room. My husband is big into online games like WoW and Guild Wars. Requires a headphone and a microphone. One night while he was home, he was in the computer room playing his game and I was watching TV in the living room. I could hear him in the other room. Hold on. Can you hold on, please? I'm coming. Give me a minute. Hold on. I was thinking he was talking to the people in the game. When he comes into the living room, visibly annoyed, he looks at me and says, what? And I look at him confused. I didn't call for you. Yes, you did. I could hear you. Through your headphones? Really? Now, he's not one for believing in the paranormal. Everything always has an explanation. There is no such thing as ghosts. People are crazy and there are coincidences. So, to this day, he thinks I was playing a trick on him, but whatever. I also can't tell you how many times misplaced objects were found in bizarre places. Shoes behind the couch that backed up to a wall. Mika's toys found on the top of the fridge. Spoons found underneath the bathroom sink. I also heard her from time to time, usually laughing and giggling. And you know what they say, there's nothing more beautiful than a child's laughter Unless you're home alone and you don't have children. We stayed in that apartment for a little over a year and then moved to our new duplex apartment and we had a little bug on the way. Keep being your beautiful selves. Love listening to the other stories. Next time, I'll write more about Bug and Princess. Creep it real. Love, Erin. Oh my God. Holy shit. That is so creepy. Also... We know that you do not fight. You flight. Three flights. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'd be like, I'm going to wait on the elevator. Um, I'm pretty sure that apartment didn't have an elevator. I know. I, well, one, I wouldn't be living there. 
how do you take groceries up? That's why I don't, I do not understand that about New York apartments. Because they don't do like us and go to the grocery store once a month. They go like every other day and get the little things that they need as they need them. Well, that makes sense. (laughs) Well, also another thing that happens in New York that doesn't happen here. When they order Chinese takeout, it's like, oh, it's cheap. When we order it here, it's like $40. For like one person. Yeah. <laughs> I know. And it's not all cool. Like, they, they're like, ooh. It's like, mm-mm. Well, that's on TV. True. People who live in New York, tell me if that's right. Hi, beautiful ladies and Will. Don't yell at me, but yes, I have a Ouija board that we keep under our coffee table, and I have used it a few times. This particular experience, I convinced my husband to do it with me. I'm proud to say in our five years together, I have slowly converted him to my level of creepiness. That is couple goals if I've ever heard it. Sands the Ouija board. So after a few drinks one night, we decided to first sage the area and then Ouija it up. We sat down on our living room floor and my husband's eyes widened as the planchette started to move. We asked if there were any spirits in the room and immediately we got the name P-A-T, Pat. I gulped. The only person in my whole life who ever went by Pat is my best friend's mom, Patricia. Sidebar, my mom's name is Patricia, but she hates being called Pat. Sidebar, I call Carrie's mom Trisha. Because that's how my grandma used to say it. Patricia. Patricia. Let me also add, my BFF is the only other person that has ever used a Ouija board with me, and her mom has never come through before. However, she just went through a hard divorce. So if that wasn't clear, my friend's mom was coming through. Whoa, did not expect that, considering she passed suddenly about nine years ago. So P-A-T is spelled out. I then asked why she was here. E-T-H-A-N, Ethan. My God, her grandson. Whoa, I proceed to ask, how can we help with Ethan, my friend's son? The planchette moves. F-I-X-E-D-D-Y. Well, Eddie is my friend's ex-husband. Plot twist, he's also my cousin. So Pat's mama claws are out, y'all. My husband and I, at this point, are totally baffled. After being totally freaked out but satisfied with our experience, we decided to close the board and say goodbye. Needless to say, my husband was astonished. I called my friend the next day. Um, so your mom came through the Ouija board last night. She was so proud and laughing hysterically. Definitely something her mom would say. Cheers to badass moms that stick up for their daughters. Am I right? I have other stories, but this is one of my favorites. Love you, ladies. Thanks for always making me laugh and being the wonderful ladies you are. Morgan N. Holy crap. Oh, my gosh. Fix Eddie, it says. Right? Also, I love it when people say plot twist. Like, that's one of my favorites. Me too. Me too. Morgan loves her some Ouija boards. She does. She sent us, um, back when we very first started, Yes, she sent us this, both a mouse pad that's a Ouija board, and I still use it. Well, you still use it, too, mm-hmm. at home, huh? Yep. That Literally, it's what the mouse is sitting on right now that I'm using. Yep. My brother was in my office one time. He was like, I cannot be in this office if that mouse pad is still here. So I had to put it in my room until he left that day, and I took it back out and used it again. Oh, my gosh. That's hilarious. Hey, ladies, so I've put off sending in anything because I really couldn't decide which one would be the best to submit. So I will send you multiple ones and you can choose whichever one you'd like to share. 
AKA, we're going to do them all. Mm-hmm. Here goes. The city I grew up in has what's called Heritage Row, which is a few streets full of old homes that have mostly been protected by the Heritage Society, a.k.a. Old AF Houses. My best friend growing up lived in one of the Heritage Row homes. Gorgeous. Two-story, white exterior, extremely stately, hardwood throughout, large rooms, high ceilings, fireplaces, French stores, you name it, this house had it. Give me that house. Right? But this is my only caveat to ever owning a two-story house. Well, two caveats. One, master bedroom has to be downstairs. But two, the upstairs has to have its own AC unit. Mm-hmm. Her family consisted of her dad, mom, older brother, her, and a younger brother. We always had the heebie-jeebies anytime we stayed there alone or late at night. You would constantly hear someone walking up and down the stairs, and sometimes it would be running. The stairs were right outside my BFF's bedroom. Of course they were old, so they squeaked. Her parents would always get onto us kids saying that we needed to go to sleep and quit playing in the house. It was never us. We would hear whispers day and night, and you always felt like someone was in the room with you no matter what room you were in. We were so creeped out all of the time, That once her parents turned in at night, so did we. We always made sure to go to the restroom and get snacks before the house went dark. As girls, we would stick together anytime we went to the bathroom. We all knew that none of us wanted to be caught alone with something. Up until we were in our teens, that was as far as the creepiness went. One day, it all changed. My BFF and I were coming in from school one day when we were 14 and found her mom on the floor in the kitchen. When she came to, she told us that she had been in the laundry room and had heard a noise come from the kitchen. She went to check on it and found all the cabinet doors and drawers open. Oh my God. She was the only one home, so she knew it was not her. The next thing she remembered was us waking her up. She brushed it off as just a fluke and went on about her day. A few weeks later, again, we were at school, and when we got home, her mom was freaked out and in her room. She told us that, again, she was in the laundry room and was leaving it to take clothes upstairs when she looked into the living room through the French doors and saw a woman dressed in the Depression-era clothing hanging laundry on a clothing line. By the way, there is no clothing line in the living room. She said that while she was watching the woman hang the clothes and trying to decide what to do, she heard a banging and stomping from the kitchen coming down the hallway. She knew that no one was in the house with her since my BFF's dad was at work and we were all at school. She looked toward the kitchen, down the hallway, and saw a man in overalls carrying a hatchet coming down the hallway. She said he walked right by her like she was not even there and went out the front door and the screen door slammed after him. He just disappeared. Oh my gosh. She glanced back to look at the woman hanging clothes and she was gone. A week later, we were getting ready to go out with some friends and we were in my BFF's room. We hear her mom screaming and her dad running down the stairs. We rush out and her mom is crying and her dad is furious, accusing her mom of doing it for attention. Both of them standing in the front yard. As we get off the porch, we notice that everything from her mom's dressing table is broken in the front yard. Her parents' bedroom is in the front of the house on the second floor. Her brothers were not home and had gone home with friends from school. 
The things that were broken were perfume bottles, face cream bottles, handheld mirror, etc. We never could figure out exactly what happened and who did that. Everyone felt extremely uneasy in their house after that, like we were all just waiting for things to happen. My BFF's older brother slowly started having personality changes. He was always a quiet guy who was two years older than us and a little weird, but nothing crazy. Within six months of the first incident with their mom, he became angry and hateful. He had always got along with both siblings, but somehow started to hate them. He would lose his temper, and on more than one occasion, he tried to strangle my BFF. Their parents finally sent him to live with his grandparents. He's now in prison, and ever since living in this house, he continued to be mean. Well, My BFF is a medium, and I'm an empath. I think that's what drew us together when we were little. The two little weirdos that freaked out the other kids. She hated it when we were growing up and tried to block it out, but it is so strong she had a hard time with it. She had yet learned how to tell spirits, not now, I'm learning my ABCs. Damn. I was just the crazy kid who was quiet but outspoken. Yes, this is a thing. I never wanted to be around people because I had yet learned to close myself off from absorbing others' emotions. Damn, were we a pair. I was always angry or sad at her house. I could be having a great day, then walk into her kitchen and instantly be sad. She was constantly talking to the air. She would never invite anyone over except for me. She would always tell me, the sad lady's in here or the man over there is not nice. While things did settle to an even keel, things would disappear, move, or show up broken for months after this. Doors would open for no apparent reason. Faucets would turn on, footsteps, etc. About a year after finding her mom on the kitchen floor, everyone but my BFF was gone and she was up in her room studying. She heard someone knock on the front door, so she ran downstairs to see who it was. As she got to the front door, she saw something out of the corner of her eye in the living room and noticed a raging fire in the middle of the floor. It was springtime, so the wood-burning fireplace on the opposite side of the living room was not being used. She called the fire department and got out safely, but the fire destroyed the entire living room and hallway. There was no other damage anywhere in the house. Fire inspectors could not find a reasoning for the fire. There was no electrical short, nothing in the area where the fire started that would have caused it. My BFF's parents ended up divorcing and they all moved away from the house after the fire. None of them wanted to live there anymore. We still talk about that house years later with her mom and her late dad. We would laugh about things that back then were freaky. It is truly amazing how people are put into your life at weird times. You never know for what reason sometimes until many moons later. Having a medium for a childhood BFF has helped me deal with my daughter who is also a medium, especially when I moved her into an old Church of Christ parsonage. That is a whole other story for a different time. Keep doing you my favorite creepy girls, XOXO, Kristen House. Wow. Okay. First of all, I need all the stories from your daughter. What is a medium she's seen? Second, that house destroyed their family. It did. It really did. From the brother to their marriage. Yeah. Holy shit. Wow. That's so scary because you don't think a house has that ability. But it does. But it totally does. And like the dad would never believe that. Yeah. Well, and then, like, the mom gets blamed 
mm-hmm. thinking like that it's her fault that she's looking for attention. So it's just like you can see why it led to divorce, though. Yeah. I mean, whew. wow, that's heavy. Thank you all so much for all of y'all sending these stories in. Keep them coming. We are trucking right along. Obviously, we're into October now. Mm-hmm. Yes. So y'all send them in. We're getting through these much quicker now, too, that we're doing them every week. So yeah. y'all keep sending them in. Short, long, funny, scary, spooky, true crime, anything, all the things, send them in. And remember, creep it real and, and don't, don't get scared. scared.